Welcome back to the Vine Church Podcast. Today, we will be continuing our devotional series, The Gospel According to Zechariah. If you haven't already, you can find us on YouTube at the Vine Church Heart, and we'd love to have you join us over there. Good morning to you. Hi, sorry for the delay in getting started today, uh, and also apologies if you hear quite a lot of noise coming. There's some building work going on um, but uh, it doesn't matter. We can uh, we can keep going. So I just felt I was going to move on to chapter fourteen today. Um, I did a bit of work and reading and listening yesterday to on fourteen, but it kept coming back to me a particular phrase at the end of chapter thirteen, which we never got to deal with last week. And so I'm going to just stick to this in chapter thirteen. Uh, just read to you this morning from verse seven: Awake, O sword, against my shepherds. Against the man who is close to me, declares the Lord Almighty. Strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered and I will turn my hand against the little ones. In the whole land, declares the Lord, two thirds will be struck down and perish, yet one third will be left in it. This third I will bring into the fire. I will refine them like silver and test them like gold and they will call on my name and I will answer them. I will say they are my people and they will say the Lord is our God. So um, the phrase that really struck me there is the one where it says here, strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. And um, this is something that I think we need to be very aware of, that when shepherds are struck, then sheep scatter. Uh, when leadership is taken out, it affects the whole organisation. Um, leadership is actually really important uh, for people, for companies, for groups, uh, for churches, especially. It is really important to have steady, good leadership. And when uh, they are, for some reason, kind of taken down, then there is a really bad knock on effect for the whole group. And uh, so it's therefore really important that we pray for leadership. Leadership is a gift, but it's also something that people can grow in. The world needs good leaders. Companies need good leaders. Groups need good leaders. Churches need good leaders. I sometimes find myself getting a little bit defensive when people criticise leaders. Now, I do understand that uh, there needs to be some accountability, especially, say, with politicians and so on. Of course, that's the way it works. We have accountability. But at the same time, when I hear people criticising their managers or their teachers or leaders at school or leaders wherever I find myself being a bit defensive. And I think the reason is because I do understand something of the pressures of what it is like to be a leader. And I understand that it's not always as easy as it feels. And so therefore I kind of uh, um, feel a bit defensive, but it is important that we pray for good leadership in our country and in our community and in our church. I want to just tell you that I so appreciate the leadership that we have at the Vine Church. Uh, we meet regularly. We're meeting. We met this week. Uh, I really do appreciate we've had a stable, steady, faithful group of elders at the church here for a long time. And we should be grateful to God that there hasn't been a big kind of issue or changes there. But I really do appreciate the guys that we have, you know, Poe, 
brilliant. Uh, just such an amazing guy. And uh, he's been uh, under lots of family kind of pressures over the last few months. And yet he's still s- stuck in there this morning. Uh, Sunday, he was praying out, which is fantastic. Uh, Edward, you know, he's moved to a new house on Crookham Park, which is brilliant that he's so close to the the congregation there and I really appreciate his wisdom and his prophetic insight when I meet up with him regularly uh, and uh, his care for the church and Phil who just is willing to be up front on Sundays regularly who is always very very busy with his work and yet is always prepared to find the time to give wisdom and to be available for us as well and Joshua although he's not one of our elders at this point uh, he loves the Bible he pastors people he cares for people he's got a young family the unsung hero in the whole equation is Anna uh, and who does a brilliant job and you know we're they've done so well just arriving at such a difficult time and yet they've got stuck in and uh, really appreciate uh, our leaders so please pray for our leaders keep praying for wisdom pray for insight and energy and all the other things that uh, people need. But obviously, verse seven here is not talking about general leaders. It's talking specifically about the Messiah. It says, strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. And it's speaking about how the Lord Almighty will awake the sword against his own shepherd, the one who he has been by his side for all eternity. The Lord Almighty will strike his own shepherd, that Jesus would be wounded and crushed and killed for us by uh, the Lord Almighty for the for forgiveness of our sins. There's a purpose in it. And of course, where it says here that the uh, shepherd, the sheep will be scattered. We find that that was fulfilled in Matthew 26. It tells us that the disciples fled at the time, of course, of Jesus crucifixion. But there's also a fulfillment here in talking about the Jews and about God's people, that when after Jesus was struck, uh, the two thirds of it tells us here, two thirds of the people will be struck down and will perish. And yet only one third will be left. And I think that is talking about the fall of Jerusalem in AD 70 and how it probably is the case that about two thirds of the Jews at that time were struck down. And yet it says that there will be a remnant that will be left, that will be the true people of God. And that's us and that's uh, Jews coming back to God as well. And it tells us in verse nine that they will go through the fire, that they will be refined like silver and tested like gold. That is a theme that we find in the Bible, the furnace of God's fire that refines his people. Uh, And we find in Proverbs that, you know, a crucible for gold. Uh, And Isaiah talks about God burning up the dross and in the impurities in uh in his people uh, to make them his own people and that picture of the fire is what i would just want to finish with quickly it's a very powerful picture isn't it you have a goldsmith who heats up the metal into a glowing red ore and then he bathes that metal in cold water and scrapes away the impurities and which are known as dross And the process is actually repeated over and over with more and more dross separated and scraped away until the goldsmith knows that he has 
knows that he has done because he looks at the now refined metal and sees his own reflection. And so what we find is this repeated process of refining. It's not just once. And I don't know about you, but I find, you know, that it's it's not just once that God refines us. He does it again and again, doesn't he? He puts us through the fire again and again. But the purpose is so that he might purify us. Uh, so that uh, so that we might be more and more changed, so that we might more and more perfectly and purely reflect his image to the world. God is taking us through fires and perhaps you're finding that. Perhaps you found that uh, you've been through pressures and through the furnace, through the fire, different pressures, whether they're family or financial or whether it's just work or, you know, a lot of people are under a lot of pressure at the moment, starting out uh, post-COVID and the workplace is, is very pressured for people. And maybe you're going through pressures, but I want you to know that God is going to use those things to refine and to make you more and more pure and make you more and more a good reflection of him. And so it says at the end of this passage that the result of this purifying will be that they will call on my name and I will answer them. And I will say they are my people and they will say the Lord is our God. And so we can be secure that we are his people and he is our God and he is with us. And so I want to encourage you today to pray for two things, to pray for your pastors and to pray for the people. We need to pray for one another that through the refining and through the pressures that people are going through, that they are refined and that we are there for one another to support one another during these pressures. And pray for your pastors, pray for your leaders, uh, pray for wisdom uh, for all of us as we seek to lead the church forward as well. So let us pray as we finish right now. Lord, we thank you that you have called us to be your people. And we thank you, Lord, that we are precious in your sights. We are esteemed by you. And we thank you, Lord, that you do put us through refining because you want us to be more and more pure. And so I pray for anyone right now who feels that they are in the furnace, who's finding pressures, that you would give them strength, that you would identify any issues in their lives that you want them to get rid of, that you would develop character and perseverance and patience in them. I pray, oh God, that you will work in all of us at this time, that there would be quality coming out of all of this, Lord, that you would have a pure quality church, a people who are devoted fully to you, a people who are purified of sin. And Lord, we pray for you, the leaders of the church, that you'd be with all of us and that you bring new leaders through as well, Lord. And we pray for leadership, oh God, to grow amongst us and also uh, out there in our community, Lord. We ask for this in your name. Amen. Okay, have a good day. Take care.